amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. Blog Talk Radio. And we are on the air with Let's Talk TV Live. I am your host, Barbara Barnett. I'm executive editor of Blog Critics Magazine, where I also serve as the senior TV and film editor. And I'm also the proprietress of Let's Talk TV blog at letstalktv.com. BarbaraBarnett.com, and I have with me tonight um, Jerome Wetzel TV, Jimmy, who writes for Blog Critics and Seed 42F, and various on the TV King. Have I got the? Have I got them all right now, Jimmy? Yes, those are the three big ones. The three big ones, but of course, I like to to, to read him on Blog Critics because that's where I'm his boss. <laughs> <laughs> True. And, and we are also joined tonight by Chrissy, our heart Chrissy, um, who also writes for Blog Critics but has her own blog talk radio show, um, shows, plural. Yes, shows. Um, <laughs> Quite a tra- craziness. <laughs> and, and, and Chrissy writes a lot of daytime uh, stuff, keeps us all up to date on the general hospital beat on uh, on uh, Blog Critics, which is cool. Um, yes, so hi, everyone. Everybody. And we're going to talk about um, we're going to talk. My phone is ringing. That's bizarre. Looking <laughs> for the show. <laughs> um, they're calling the wrong never, number, right? <laughs> that's never happened to me before. Uh, they're calling the wrong number. Whoa, that's so weird. Okay, we're just going to end that. Um, so anyway, before we get started talking about uh, Once Upon a Time, which we're going to talk about, what a great episode, by the way. Did you guys like it? Oh, I liked it. Yeah, I liked it. I thought it was good. Ishtar said it's Jane calling back. Well, Jane does know my home phone number uh, here <laughs> in the studio, but she would be calling on the studio line and not on my private landline, which that was. So I don't think it was Jane. Uh, it could be. Uh, Funny. I don't think so. And, and, no, actually, she doesn't have my landline. She does have my cell phone number, though. Um. And we, that's how we communicated at Comic-Con last summer, by text message. Oh, there you um, go. And that's the best thing, too, for those type of, for that type of situation. <laughs> it, it totally is. It totally is. And it's kind of, it's kind of nice that, that people trust me to have their personal phone numbers. Yeah. I don't give them out to anyone for any price. Right. Anyway, no before, we, before we get into uh, talking about Once Upon a Time, um, because I did say kind of and more, so I'm doing the and more. Um, I am really excited because Game of Thrones is coming back on the air in a couple of weeks. Yay! Yay! For, for season three. Um, and I am super, super excited because I've been invited to an HBO media event um, that is going to be this Thursday night here in Chicago. Yay! Yay! Uh, there's so much fun. <laughs> it is. There's going to be like a reception that's like from 5:30 to 7, and in the in the King Arthur is it the King Arthur King Arthur room or the Round Table room? I don't know. This really classy hotel, 
And then um, at 7 o'clock, they're going to be screening the first episode of Season 3. And they are encouraging everyone to come in costume. So in, so cool. in medieval costume. So I actually have a uh, medieval dress, um, which I pop. Very uh, cool. It's in forest green to make it sort of, you know, a little bit of the forest. About a little of the forest. <laughs> A little once upon a timey. Um, but yeah, so I'm really excited. I have short hair, so that's not going to work as well. But um, <laughs> yeah, I'm really excited about that. So I will report on that next week. I am really, really super excited. I can't wait to hear, see, to read your articles and stuff. That's going to be very yeah. cool. Yeah, yeah. And I don't know if there are actually going to be people from the cast there. I kind of hope there are. Ooh, fingers um, crossed. They, yeah, and I don't know if they're doing this in other cities. I know. They had some sort of event at the University of Texas at Austin, or they're having it, sorry, I think it's Wednesday, um, but it was for university students in that department or, and part of South by Southwest and all of that, because that's where South by Southwest is. Um, but I don't know if they're having anything other than this in Chicago. There's been nothing on the Internet about it. So um, I feel real privileged to be invited as a member of the media, and I will report on it next week. So very excited about it. I'm a huge fan of the show. Um, I love – I'm actually um, – I, I'm a, as much as I don't like the character because he's kind of stodgy, I really kind of like the actor who plays Stannis Baratheon. Um, I'm a huge fan of Stephen Lane's and uh, have really enjoyed all of his work and uh, kind of fun seeing him in um, Game of Thrones. So um, – one of these days we'll do a six degrees of separation with it because there are six degrees of separation go. with many of my favorite <laughs> actors, including Carlisle. And oh, here's yeah. a trivia question for you guys. Okay. You oh, got no. Game of Thrones, six degrees of separation question. How does Robert Carlisle connect to um, the oh, Game of Thrones? I have no idea. He would play not, I know there's going to be a clever way to this. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I have no idea. Even though he's not in it, he would make an amazing man greater, but he did it because of his commitment to Once Upon a Time. And, by the way, guys, did you hear that um, there's going to be a train spotting uh, Mm sequel? Did you hear that? I did. No, I didn't. I didn't hear that. What is it now? Danny Boyle is apparently... This is what I read in Variety, guys, that Danny Boyle is going to be making um, Irvine Welsh's sequel. The sequel to the book is called Porno, and it takes place like 20 years post-Trainspotting. And the timing is good. And I know one of the big hang-ups with having done a sequel to Trainspotting was a rift between Danny Boyle and Ewan McGregor. Right. And apparently that has all been ironed out from what uh, I'm hearing. So um very, very excited. To, that's going to be um, interesting. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I think it's slated to happen in like 2016. So it's cool. going to be a couple of years. Um, and the other thing is I heard that Ewan McGregor and Carlisle are um, collaborating on a brand new project. And, Ooh, yay. Um, oh, which my they're going to star in together, and Carlisle is going to direct. So um, that would be, be awesome. much more, you know, much sooner. Anyway, so that's kind of like my little newsy stuff. Um, <laughs> so let's get to Game of uh, Game of Thrones. Ha! Huh, let's get to one <laughs> time. So what do you guys think? 
of the episode. Wonderful, Lana Perilla. Perilla, what? Regina episode. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't great. I think she did such a fantastic job with the emotional. The parallels, the parallels yeah. between the two stories. When I was writing my review of the episode, I just you couldn't really separate the past and the no. present. She no, and you know that's, yeah. that's funny because when I was writing my review, I, I actually, um, I did, this, I had the same thing. I kind of went back and forth. Usually, I will. Uh, it is Priya, Priya. Yeah, I've talked, I've spoken yeah. with her on the phone, and yes, it is Priya. Um, it was, at, and uh, I had a very hard time separating the two as well. And you really can't because they are really um, bookends of the same story. Uh, mm-hmm. Where do we start? Oh, I want to start with the teaser. I want to start with the teaser because um, that teaser looked like it was plucked right out of the X Files to me. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Well, yeah. We were just talking earlier. Yeah. I mean, it was like. I mean, I. I. It was. It felt like it was some kind of crazy alien something coming after them. That's what it, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. you could have. You really could have thought that. It was so cool. I loved it. I loved that. They get, they had that feel to it, you know. It was crazy. I really did. I was waiting for, as you were saying, waiting for Mulder and Scully to pop yeah. up. Yeah. And, and John Piper Ferguson has been, like, become the go-to person for these sci-fi type shows recently. I think he did Caprica and the new Battlestar Galactica TV movie, and he did Alphas, and so it's like he fit right in there. So wait a second. Yeah, totally. What was he in Caprica? What did he play in Caprica? He was uh, the businessman that was the rival to Grayson in the stream. Right. Mm-hmm. See, and I, I never watched Caprica, so I didn't know. Oh, wow. it was great. It was so good. Really? And he played a different character in the Ballstar Galactica prequel movie that just came out, which kind of annoyed me, but, you know, he was in huh. Yeah, you know, I, John Piper, John Piper, it's hard to say, John Ferguson actually was in an episode of the X-Files. Okay, guys, yes. trivia question number two for the night. Yes. What episode of the X-Files was John Piper Ferguson in? Ha. No idea. Huh? <laughs> no idea. Does Jimmy no. go? Cause no, I haven't me. seen that much of the X-Files. I wish I had uh, seen more. but. Oh, my God. I'm like, I know every single episode of that. I mean, yeah. the entire was, season. I... He was in the episode, Emily, for those of you. I, I, I wouldn't keep you in suspense for too long. <laughs> um, but, yeah, but that original trivia question still remains, the six degrees of separation thing. So, so Storybrook isn't a real town. It's completely mm-hmm. completely fictional, completely created out of Regina's By her. mind. Yeah, I, I I never thought of it that way. I mean, I literally, I, I thought she just transported him to a, a, an existing town. I mean, I was surprised by that it was it was interesting especially when when he's like okay the, the freeway should be over here <laughs> and he's like dad uh, well, it certainly okay. aged uh when the curses took place i mean it wasn't a brand new town they arrived right. in which is yeah. interesting. and and it was interesting that regina like cloaked it at the end so the sheriffs couldn't see it which might explain how they've kept the outsiders out all these years yeah right right I so that was more how ellen got back in right Right. Well, well yeah. You know, I mean, go ahead. What is it? So, what is it? We all want to talk. 
which is good. Um, <clears throat> but what does it say, that the way the town is, what does that say about Regina? What kind of town is in her mind? Well, that's the mind where everybody just bows to her. She yeah. controlled everything. And I loved the scene when she walked into Gold's uh, store. And, and he was like, she was she was surprised that he didn't remember anything at that point either. Yeah, she kind she of was, assumed. It, yeah, which I would. thought was very interesting. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, it never, you know, that, but then I loved the whole uh, uh, Groundhog Day aspect. I mean, every day is the same. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I kept thinking, okay, is Bill Murray going to come out at any moment? I know. I mean, different outfit in each. She did. Stage. She did. And I'm wondering, and I was trying to, to, to do that. I don't, um, I think, you know, I think she was tinkering with it. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think it was just that the town was the same day after day after day. She was trying, she was tinkering with it because she wasn't yeah. happy. She wasn't happy with it. So, you know, she was like, well, hmm, this isn't quite right, and, and people are too happy, and people don't like me, so I'm going to tweak this. And then she yeah. woke up, and, and they still didn't. And that's when she was sort of complaining to Gold eventually that, um, well, you know, this isn't the way it was supposed to be. This isn't what, you know, the, this isn't the deal we made. And he's like, what are you talking about? What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Exactly. But it was, it, crazy. It was like, you know, and, and it was very telling. He, she says, he says, well, you know, don't people respect you or whatever? And and she says, well, but they're doing it because they're afraid of me. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, that they they're, they don't they're love doing her. it because yeah, they don't. They're doing it because they have to, not because they want to. And that's a huge, right. huge. Right. That's what she said. It was because yeah, because they have to, not because they want to. And there is a difference. I mean, she right. thought she'd be happy if everyone is just doing her bidding, but right. That's what she is, the hollowness, and she can tell the difference. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And it's interesting. Someone in the chat room is saying, yeah, we got the real Mr. Gold, and um, who also pointed out to me that um, Adam and Eddie said in the podcast that um, he didn't get his memories back until Emma came to town, which is interesting because I had heard last year um, uh, Robert Carlyle was, was interviewed, and that was his take. That yeah, he doesn't get his memory back until he actually meets her, and that's the trigger. And when um, the clock moves and life starts, yeah, I mean a lot of things were triggered when Emma came to town. Yeah, well, I want to know if like gold had anything to do with Teddy Henry though. Well, he did. Oh, he absolutely did. Um, but then, no, how it's would he? Canon. It's canon that it is canon that gold procured. For Regina, Henry, um, we know that. Now, the question you're going to ask is, well, okay, if he doesn't remember, yeah, exactly. <laughs> how did that work? So I'm guessing that there is something something intrinsic to him, like a radar. Yeah. You know, it's like a, it's like, you know, you know one of your own kind. Like I go around saying, oh, yeah, yeah, he's Jewish. Nah, he's not Jewish. She is. I mean, it's like, right, you right. know, you know, it's like, you know, I mean, you know, you're yeah. Italian, right? Right, it's, right. You know, you you know another Italian. You don't need to know their oh, name. Oh, yeah, you don't need to know. It's just, it's, yeah. it's something that is innately in, in you. So you sure. don't, you don't even, yeah, you yeah. just know it. It's a radar. Totally. It's like a, you know, an internal yeah. radar. 
I don't know your ethnicity, Jimmy, so I couldn't. Sort of German and Scottish, and yeah, I don't recognize other. We're so we've been in America for so long. Ah, uh, <laughs> and that's like sort of you know that's sort of normative America, sort of Western mm-hmm. European, you know. There you go. Not, not like those of us with you know um, more ethnicity, ethnicity. Whatever that mm-hmm. is. Anyway, so, so we've got a really interesting town. But the town is um, boring. You know, it's a boring little yeah. town, isn't it? And uh, mm-hmm. very different than fairy tale land. So um, did, did you guys notice how the scenes, though, that we saw as it was opening are the same scenes that we saw from the first episode? Yeah, right. In the I very thought that was really interesting too. I mean, we what we knew that Henry was in the mix at that point. So, so everything pretty much stays the same except she gets the son, I guess. So you know what? I wonder though, huh? That get, that gets me to thinking about this Groundhog Day thing again. Yeah. Because you wonder if un, until Emma came into town right. and triggered the clock and triggered right. it all, if Every day was the same. For the most yeah. Archie crossing the street saying hello, Mary Margaret yeah. in the school, you know, and um, so it's it, it, fixing yeah. the sign, yeah. Yeah, yeah, fixing the sign. Yeah. I mean, everything is with some very small variations. It is the same day that happens in Storybrooke every single day. And mm-hmm. it's not until Emma hits the scene that she throws this big, huge monkey wrench into it. And I wonder if Henry's presence is as well. You there know, has one, to be some variance when Henry gets there. I mean, there has to be something to a certain extent. And then, and then, of course, you know, yeah, when Emma gets there, obviously, but. But yeah, it was just really interesting to me. I mean, it's the same. They do the same thing maybe every single morning. Every I think they do they go through the same thing every single every day. day. Well, I do start, I did start to wonder. You know, obviously the adults don't age when the clock's frozen, and the children in town don't age. So what happens when Henry comes? Is he the only one that does age? I, it seemed like he was adopted very young, and not when he was the current age he is. Right. Right. And so doesn't he notice that the other kids didn't age as he did? I don't know. I feel like that's worth exploring. Yeah, and yeah. they may do that. They may indeed do that. Um, but, yeah, because he's not of that town. Um, maybe that's is the age where he realized something was wrong, and then he got the storybook, and then it all unfolded from there. Yeah. Oh, that right. sounds like my novel where my immortal doesn't realize he's an immortal until he is in a huge uh, – catastrophe and doesn't die. Oh, Lord. Unbreakable. That's like unbreakable. He's like, what? Unbreakable? The worst to know you're not. Is that right? No. Yeah, have, have you seen Unbreakable? No. It was in that Shyamalan movie with Bruce Willis and Samuel L. Jackson, and Bruce Willis is in a train wreck, and he escapes from the train wreck unscathed, and he's like, this is weird, and then he realizes he's never been sick in his life, and then it starts to clue into him. Oh, wait a minute. What movie was it? Unbreakable. Oh, I did see that. Oh, my God. I totally forgot about that movie, actually. Well, okay. So mine is a little different because it takes place in 1837, and there is a reason (laughs) I see Mordahl. A little different. 
Is so that a train wreck? <laughs> no, 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 no. It actually a uh, a a train catastrophe happens, and and he's he's a doctor, and it's it's uh, 1837, and and uh, something falls on him, and he could he should have died, and he doesn't. But it's he's an accidental immortal. He's like you know, <laughs> wow. He wasn't he? He wasn't until something happens, and I can't say that. Right. So I'm not, not going to get into my my novel, but um, my <laughs> brain is completely there though. I've been like working on it like five hours a day, so that's where Gosh. my head is. Um, so that's anyway, cool. so um, speaking of uh, of of last night's episode, so I want to talk about Snow White. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or so, no, she's hating. She's destroyed. I mean, she is despondent. She's like suicidal. I mean, she wants yeah. to off her. Yeah. And she, uh, what did I mean? Like, I was shocked about the darkness in her heart. Yeah. That didn't even occur to me at all whatsoever. I, mean, I, I figured she would be despondent the way she is. I love that Charming is trying to, you know, they were all trying to protect her, Regina. Yeah, this is the thing. What I don't get is, yes, I mean, yes, Snow is responsible for Cora's death and for orchestrating it and all that. But, I mean, come on, she had such animosity towards her mother for so many years. She even shipped her off to a different realm, for God's sakes. And, I I mean, I get that she's upset that it was so, but, I mean, why is oh. she so angry oh, and so God. revengeful? You know why? I think I know why. Right. Well, okay, first why? of all, it's the second time that, that Snow has... Well, check. Okay, so that, but that's beside the point. What I think is that um, for that brief moment at the end of The Miller's Daughter, Regina finally had her mom back. Mm-hmm. Right. She has never really known her mom that way mm-hmm. because... She, 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 her heart, Cora's heart had already been gone when Regina was born. So she's never actually known her mother to have had any sort of love or compassion or right. emotion of any kind. And now here, for the first time in her entire life, she has her mother. And by the way, Barbara Hershey's grin, even when she's happy, is really scary. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Scary smile. Um, she's a great actress, but and and when she was a young woman, she was gorgeous. She was just gorgeous. Um, oh my god! Honey Rose McGowan in that role was just amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um. And and so, but but that's to me. See, that's the thing is that Regina had that moment of really, probably her first moment of real happiness. Right. Like, Ripped knowing off. that she would have been enough. Yeah, those last yeah, words. Yeah, and when when yeah, Cora's last words are you know directed at uh, both um, both Regina and possibly and probably at Gold as well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it would have been enough. And what would have been enough? It would have been enough for because remember when she ripped her heart out and why she ripped it out. Right, because um, she wanted to immunize herself against falling in love with uh, with Rumpel. Rumpel, right? Well, I think even if she hadn't had that moment of clarity, though, the love would have been enough. It still would have 
I need Regina this much because Regina, for as much as she didn't feel her mother's love, she was always going for that approval. And I feel like Regina always thought that someday something she did would be enough to get that approval. Right. And to have yeah. her ripped out of there takes away that chance. Right. You know? well, and as too. much as she hates her, she still loves her and she still right. seeks to. Well, right. And it's yeah. her mother. You know, she, right. she has the right to do anything she wants because it's her mother. Right. No, right. Has the right to do it. You know, it's like when you're in a family and you're in a dysfunctional family, you know, Boy, you can be abusive and be miserable and mean and whatever, but God help if somebody from outside the family mm-hmm. do something exactly. like that. Yeah. Dragons, right? So there's kind that's of that true. interplay, I think. So um, that's that's kind of what I'm thinking. Um, yeah, I loved like, – oh, sorry. Go ahead, Chrissy. No, I was just going to say it was just shocking when she showed up at Regina's door. Kill me, kill me. I was like, oh, my God. I just couldn't believe that <laughs> Um, Yeah. Well, I want to talk for a minute about her conversation with Mr. Gold. I just thought that was just brilliant. You know, I mean, you know, I'm always talking about how brilliant Carlisle is in this role. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, In any role, but in this role, for sure. Um, And that moment, that very short little speech about, you know, someday, you know, you keep telling yourself, you know how do yeah. you how do you live with it? How do knowing the things that you've right. done, and his very you know kind of philosophical um, statement, where you know you keep telling yourself um, you know enough that it was the right thing to do, and maybe, maybe someday you'll believe it. No, see, yeah. I think that's the wrong approach for Snow to take because I feel no, like no, no. Rumpel's Rump- done that and made that mistake over and over and over right. because he keeps convincing himself. Right, right, and I don't think he does. I don't think he actually does convince himself. I think that is mm-hmm. part of his persona that he absolutely hates, um, but that he can't help, and um, he can't help himself because that's who he is. And any amount of goodness or compassion that comes out is purely by force of will, not right. let the darkness take him completely. And his his statement that, you know, maybe someday you'll believe it, says much, much more about Rumpel than mm-hmm. it does about, you know, what, what any kind of advice he might give to Snow White. Um, this is a guy that's so full of regret. And so full oh, yeah. of, you know, uh, self-loathing, you know, which is where Snow White is at this moment. Yes. Yeah. You know, she is where Rumpel maybe was right after. Initially. Yeah. Yeah. Well, too, yeah, I mean, that's his internal, his internal voice. Is, that's what he, he says to try and get through it and, and right. kind of deal with his regret for whatever, you know, he's done. And so it was interesting to see that Snow was actually the physical manifestation of what Rumpel's been feeling. Yeah. And then for him to kind of voice that, I thought that, yeah, I thought that was really interesting as well. Yeah, yeah, I really, really like that. Um, so did you got were you guys at all surprised? I'm going to jump to another topic. Were you guys at all surprised that uh, Owen is Greg? Uh, early in the episode, I kind of got the feeling that maybe he would be. Yeah, the, the parallel storytelling was almost too, made it almost 
too obvious that there had to be that sort of connection. Well, and as then, soon as Regina latched on, you knew there wasn't going to be a happy ending and something unresolved. Right. I just, you know, I just loved the fact that, you know, it's like Regina, to me, in this episode, and, and Lana Perea was just so brilliant, I thought, mm-hmm. in pulling this uh-huh. off, where she's almost as if, you know, and, and, and I haven't read it in fiction, but, but it what I was thinking as she was interacting with Owen and his dad was there, here's this person who maybe she was a bird or maybe she was a whatever, you know, I, I, yeah. I'm a bird. And all of a sudden she's a human and she doesn't yeah. have any idea how to interact yeah. on mm-hmm. level with anyone. Mm-hmm. Right. And here's No, I it. agree. Well, yeah, right. he, and plus, I, think, I think he was a little, I think he was a little creeped out, though, by how she was so uh, fawning over Owen so much. I yeah. Think mm-hmm. Oh, you know, yeah. She, he was a little creeped out, for sure. Yeah. He was like, okay. And then, you know, I mean, uh, yeah. And then, well, we were talking earlier about the fact that he looked so much like Henry. I mean, that was just yeah. weird. Yeah, he looked very much like Henry, which I thought was so really interesting. You know, when my first little clue, though, Okay, so when Dad gives Owen the lanyard keychain, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and, and the Star Wars, and says it's like a lightsaber, and I'm like, ah, oh, Star Wars. Okay, interesting. So, so when I, I didn't, I didn't get that connection. I was just like, oh, there they go using the Star Wars again. They must be so happy they got that property. Well, that was a clue. <laughs> yeah, really. But you know what? It's interesting. That brings me back to not my last interview with Jane Espenson, but the interview like that I did that was in print with her um, a couple months ago, um, where I I had asked her about the um, the Star Wars, you know, the ringtone, and yeah. I asked her on the show, and she answered me on the show, and and she says, well. You know, maybe. And then uh, when I did the print, when I did it into print, she'd asked me not to put that in the highlights of it because oh, she felt, she, yeah, because she was giving, she she felt she was giving too much information. Right. And so I I said that was fine because you know I I don't you know I I have no problem with that if people wanted to hear the entire interview they could listen to the podcast. Yeah, they could listen to it. Right. And she mm-hmm. just didn't want that out in print at the time. And then when she was on the show last week, someone actually asked her about that on the show. Yeah. And she said, well, no, I mean, it was just, you know, a, a theme song. She, you know, wasn't talking about it at all. And, of course, it does tie very much in. Right? Because right, you're, right. you know, so tied into last night. It was a very subtle little thing. Uh, and I was like a crazy going back thing. Okay, 1983, Star Wars lightsaber. Well, mm, the original of the Jedi. Yeah, no, it was already. They all three of them were already out. Or wasn't was Return of the Jedi? No, Return of the Jedi was before 83. I think it was 82, right? It was 82, right? I think it was 82. No, you're right. right. 83, yeah. So 83, everything was, was out later than that. So. Um, I was thinking, well, you know, okay, it would have been on and wouldn't have come out on DVD because they didn't have DVDs back then. <laughs> no. They didn't really even have VHS. Yeah, not really. I mean, you know, yeah, yeah like, you could get yeah, you could get beta and VHS. 
Yeah. Um, but you had to re- usually people rented them. I remember rented. Oh them. yeah, we, you know we we had we actually we got our first VCR in uh, like nineteen eighty. No, nineteen eighty six. We got our first VCR. I convinced my husband to get me a VCR because that was the year our <laughs> daughter was born. And um, I see now you guys know how old I am <laughs> to have a daughter that old. Um, but that was when you could get uh, tapes of the ultrasounds. So, um, so oh, okay. they're going to give us a tape of the ultrasound, which we still have. Um and mm-hmm. so I said to my husband, I said, well, we need to get a VCR so we can watch tape. <laughs> and he said, yeah, okay. So it was like, okay, do we get Betamax or do you get VHS? And, of course, the tapes from the obstetrician's office were all in VHS. So we got a VHS. And, of course, that's when I uh, – but, 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 you know, then you could go to the rental store. And there weren't very many of them, and you did. There weren't a lot of tapes you could get. Right. But see, that was the year I ended up taping a lot of soap operas. <laughs> Me too. Hello. I was just going to say, yeah, we got ours in 85. I was watching Days of Our Lives. I was taping yeah. all the phone hope stuff. I was doing General <laughs> Hospital. I was taping General Hospital one oh, last Oh, there you go. You know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, so, but, yeah, so, so back then there weren't VHS. There weren't, there weren't really people. It wasn't a common thing to have in, in 1983. Um, you know, we I don't know if we that. had it or not because I was born in 1983. So, okay. oh my gosh, <laughs> I'm definitely older than you. <laughs> I think I was part of Regina's curse. Just so you know. There you go. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You know, I think you were lucky in '83 if you had like an, an Atari. Yeah. No, we didn't have that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah. Well, we didn't. We didn't actually. We didn't. We didn't have an Atari. We we actually decided to be like really, um, uh, you know, really like cool. So instead of getting an Atari, we got something from Bally. You know the the um, pinball the machine. Cole- people. So we Cole- got like a. No, no. This was like a, a very unique little game system called the Bally. And, and and you got like the real uh, the real Space Invaders. The, the oh, real, cool! You got real space invaders. invaders. You got real Galaxians, and oh, because Bally had those machines, that's who created those games. So, oh my God! So, and and my husband and I were like addicted. Like we would go to, we would literally go to a pinball place, and we would play video games like all night long. Yeah, it I was, loved. It. I was really sick. I mean, it was really sick. Um, so, <laughs> and Ms. Pac-Man, you know, came out around then. So that was kind oh, of... I like, love this. I've almost made it to the very end of the arcade game of Ms. Pac-Man. I mean, I was addicted to that. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, I was too. And you could actually, because it was another Bally one, so you could get that. So anyway, so we had this Bally system, but the really cool thing about it was it had a computer. Oh, cool. Now, the computer, all right, this was like a really big deal. You could program it in Bally Basic, which was what I had learned in college taking calculus. Learned Fortran, and I learned Basic. And it had, okay, get this, huge memory, right? It had a 1K RAM. (laughs) Oh, my God, I couldn't fit even a document on that. (laughs) It had a 1K. That's hilarious. And my 
husband who was in school, he was like uh, like a bioengineering student. And yeah. so he actually programmed this little one pixel, which was huge on our television screen, thing. And he did like a loop, and he got the pixel to go across the screen, and we called him Herkimer the Worm. <laughs> this is totally oh my not <laughs> with, with Once Upon a Time. But it's like that's what 1983 was like, guys. Um, oh, <laughs> Jimmy's like, oh my god! <laughs> I, I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, oh, that is hilarious. So that's when Storybrooke came into being, and see, mm-hmm. I really feel quite, um, quite at home there because those guys are all the same age that I was when I was in 1983. Well, actually, I was probably younger because I was in my early 20s, so or my mid 20s. So, um, oh, so I was younger. So funny. Uh, but yeah. Oh. So, Anyway, getting back to the story. Um, <laughs> where <were> we? <laughs> oh yeah, the twist. Okay, so the twist with um, with Greg and so what I haven't figured out is his name is Greg Mandel, mm-hmm. right? Which there has to be a connection between him and Gregor Mandel. There has to be. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Gregor Mendel, the founder of genetics, the biology major here, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, has to be, there has to be, though. That, that I did not catch, actually. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Somebody just tweeted me. This is really funny, guys. Somebody just tweeted me, and she must be watching. She must be listening in. And um, somebody said, cannot believe you are talking about the Bally system. That's what we had. <laughs> Yay! Oh, that's so funny! Oh that's my gosh, Lydian! Thank you, Lydian, for for making my day. I thought that's we were like funny. only people that owned it. It was really expensive. It was like a lot more expensive than the Mattel thing. Right, right. Mattel, Mattel Intel was like, um, oh gosh, I can't remember the name of it. But it was, it was by there was Mattel had theirs and Atari had theirs, and the Atari one was really kind of sucky. But yeah, like not that's really. That's the one we had. That's the one that had. <laughs> we had the crappy one. Yeah, with Paul. Oh, but they were not. I had the Atari when I was like five or six, and it was great. Oh. But none of them <laughs> were cheap. You know, the none of them were really cheap. But but I remember that this one was like something like. Four hundred dollars. I mean, it was wow. a huge amount of money. Well, um, back then, yeah, that was a huge amount of money. You could buy a car, right? <laughs> yeah, <way>. exactly. <laughs> you could buy a whole house for that much, right? <laughs> you know, it was like it was only like two years later. I mean, my husband and I were we got our system in like was like nineteen eighty one, I think, and yeah. by, actually by nineteen eighty three, when we got married, we got our okay, Lydian, are you ready for this? Our Commodore. <laughs> Four computer. Oh my God, that, that is was so '83 because we got married in '81 and we bought the Bally before we got married. But um, but yeah, we had a Commodore 64. Oh, that's so hilarious. <laughs> oh, she's like, you <laughs> my husband. Can you okay. imagine like it'd be funny though to have someone from 1983 planted in 2013 to see what. How technology is so far advanced. That's crazy. I mean, that's totally me, right? I'm from I'm from 1983. Then they just completely shocked we have the flying cars yet, right? Yeah. Yeah. I was waiting for. I mean, I'm a child of the Jetsons. Mm. There you go. (laughs) Well, 
Stargate in, in Storybrooke. Those mirrors. Well, yeah, the they do. They, they, have, have, they even have that shimmery puddle like they do in Stargate. Okay. Oh, you know, recently we just passed the date that Back to the Future 2's future scene took place. Oh, see? Okay. Yeah. And we still have the flying cars and there's no Jaws 40 or whatever it was. But we actually no... hit that date. Okay. And there's still oh, no wow. wild There's still no There's no robot waiters. I'm disappointed. Yeah. Well, haha. True, true. Um, so anyway, we're back to Storybrooke. And, and by the way, Lydian said, yes, I think we were the only ones that had that system. Did you have the baseball game? Yes, I did. And we had razzle-dazzle <laughs> razzle football, which was that which was how stupid. I learned about the game of football. Um, <laughs> so, yes. Uh, I don't remember anything else we had on that system. But, okay, so so we have Greg Mendel. So I want to know, Greg Mendel, the fa- Greg Gregor Mendel, who was a monk, um, was the father with his little pea plants. And he was the father of genetics. And anyone who's ever taken biology knows that those little boxes, you know, when you when you like figure out heterogeneous and homogeneous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right, right. That was great. Those were those are called Mendel squares. Mm-hmm. Oh, I never Okay. Yeah, those are called Mendel squares. So men, see, I can't believe I'm remembering some Um, All these weird things like Mendel squares and the chemistry side of my brain always remembers Avogadro's number. Um, (laughs) 6.023 times 10 to the 23rd, um, for those of you chemistry people out there. Um, So so my brain remembers Mendel squares, um, but, but that's because Gregor Mendel. So Gregor Mendel, Mendel squares, heterogeneous, homogeneous, genetics, all that. How does he connect to Owen, his right. dad, and and his name is not Greg; it's Owen. It's Owen, right? I don't so know. So when is Owen, and why does Owen become Greg Mendel? That's what I want to know. I wonder. There has to be some kind of a. I don't know. There's got to be. He's got. It's got to be some. It's calculated on his part, obviously. Yeah, because he's assumed that name. Mm-hmm. Right. So is his name? So maybe was his dad? You know, his dad who is. Right. Oh, by the way, I said in my article, I think dad is in with you know in the cuckoo's nest with. That's what I'm yeah, thinking. I think so too. I I'm thinking. Yeah. Well, we never do. Remember it when it was in the finale, season one finale, if I recall correctly. The there was a name on a plate next to Bell's room, yes, and I I need was. to go back. Yeah, that was, it was the, that was Sidney Glass. Oh, was that what it was? Because I was thinking maybe it was him. No, 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 maybe, no, no. Maybe, maybe, okay, because I I couldn't remember. I was like, God, I gotta go look at that again. No, no it was Sidney Glass, and then he broke out, and now he's in the world without power. He's not in a world without power. He is in a world with power, and he has it. That's true. <laughs> right? Because Revol- Revolution, which is coming back next week, guys. Oh, well, that's uh, true. Oh, my God. I got to – gosh, I, I still – I have, like, three episodes behind. I got to watch the last three episodes la- of the you know, season. Revolution is one of those shows – I'm sorry I'm bouncing all over the place tonight, but it's okay. I know. <laughs> um, it's okay. Um, 
but this is what this show is for. It's about talking about television. That's um, right. <laughs> even if it's 1983 television. Um, <laughs> what was on in 1983? I, I can't even remember. Yeah, okay, I will tell you what we would watch in 1983. Hill Street Blues. Okay. Hill Street Blues. Yes. Saint Elsewhere. Saint Elsewhere, yes. Um, Dallas. Was it Cosby was on? Oh, Dallas. Cosby Dallas. was on, I think. Dallas, not landing. Uh, not we landing, were, yes. Yeah, we were like <laughs> grad students. My husband and I were like graduate students. So we would like come home and he was like working and he was like whatever. And I was in, and we would come home and that's what we would do. We would watch TV and TV that's was so, so amazing in, in 1983. Oh, yeah. um, so we would go from that to hooking up our Commodore 64 to the mainframe computer at the university of Illinois. And we would play adventure, which was oh, a computer good. game that you could only play, you know, the word Sizigi. That, yeah, yeah, well, that comes from that game. And, oh, I didn't realize that. Okay. Yeah, you're in a twisty little maze. You can go north or south or east or west. Which way west. do you want right. to go? Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> so anyway, we would go from watching things like St. Elsewhere. And uh, there was another show called Petricelli about a lawyer who was like a former criminal. Or, there were a lot of great shows. Anyway, uh-huh. enough of that. So <laughs> we keep getting anyway. sidetracked. We keep to, you know, okay, so... So I still I'm like okay so so how did how did Owen become Greg? I don't know. I I mean I think there's well I think that it's a I think it's an intentional thing. I think there's got to be some massive meaning be, behind it. I think he's gonna maybe he maybe the reason that maybe he that's how he realized where Storybrooke was because if you remember. When he first remember he went to get the he went to get the police after his dad was taken. Right. And he comes back and he is they don't see anything. There's nothing there. But then you see Regina and of course the Storybrook side on the other side. I think that he formulated a way in order to to uncloak it so that he could and then when he was in the car accident it that just kinda happened and he wasn't expecting that. I think that's how he he, he, that's what he's been working on this whole time. I mean, you know, if you remember, they, when they took the, the father initially, he's like, I'll, I'll find you, I'll come back for you, whatever. That's what he probably dedicated to his life. So I wonder so, if he, like, altered his own, like, biochemical molecular, structure. Possibly his own molecular hmm. structure. He might have done that. That could have been, yeah. He's not okay. able to to uncloak it somehow. Gave him ancient genes. Oh, right. No, wrong, Cheryl. That was Stargate again. (laughs) (laughs) And don't forget that he wasn't working by himself. He's, you know, we've seen the phone ring and everything, so there's somebody else out there. I'm dying to know who that is. It's her. You know, it's the her. You know how his phone said that the caller... Is it Neil's fiance? It's her, huh? It's not Neil's fiance, is it? It could be. Oh, yeah, it just oh. seems like we're tied too much together. That just seems too much, too far. Ah, uh, that's you know, that's interesting. I wonder if they do know each other. And how does she get into town? Yeah, I. Don't, I don't know who she is yet. No, we don't. Well, you know, I think I, she's a fairy. I think she's she's a fairy. That's who I think. Yeah, Tamara. I mean, the name Tamara. Has another Stargate connection, right? Uh, <laughs> I have Stargate on the brain. Um, I don't know why. She's Tiger uh, Lily. She could be Tiger Lily. I don't, I don't she, she could, could be, be but... 
It could be. It could. It, it she could very well be. Um, yeah, it, it's it's possible. I I don't know. I mean, the the previews for next week look real. Oh, by the way, did you see the Canadian preview for next week's show? No, I haven't seen it yet. Was it good? It's it's all it's all a better one. It's all about August. Yay! I saw I'm a so glimpse excited. of him before I turned off the preview. I can't wait for him to come back. But it looked like he was CGI August. He wasn't human August. Yeah, but you know what? The Canadian preview is mm-hmm. like almost all August. Really? Oh, good. Okay. I'm just waiting for him to come back, and he needs to stay. This is going to be he an all. Needs om- to stay. And I, I want to make, make mention. I mean, I, we, I mean, a lot of us, we were all so happy that Graham was in this episode because. Yeah, he is so he's so adorable. Oh, I love so Jamie Dornan. I really like Jamie Dornan. They have some really great guys. The, the oh casting news that I'm really afraid of is I, I now I mentioned this to you on Twitter, Barbara, but Megan Ory, who plays Ruby, has been cast in a new pilot for next month, and the new pilot's in first position. Okay. Oh, no. So, well, maybe we might lose her? So no. I'm thinking that they're going to kill her off or something, because why would yeah. Once Upon a Time give her that option to take someone right. else in first position? You know, but you know what? Um, and, but what 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 network is the show is is her show on? Do you know? I don't know. So, but it's if interesting. If it's on a different network, then it might be an issue well, if it's on ABC. Well, 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 you know, um, Jesse Schramm who's been on the show a couple times. Uh-huh. Um, mm-hmm. Cinderella from season one yeah. wasn't killed off. And when I talked to Adam and Eddie in November, I asked them, you know, and they said, yeah, you know, we would love to have her on uh, back on the show, but she's you know, between last resort and falling skies. Now last resort is an ABC show and it's no longer on the air. Sad to say. Well, and falling skies is summer, so the filming schedule's different. They're but, done, but Ruby's they're, they're, the main character, though. That's where it but, gets. But they're filming falling skies now. They were filming falling skies when I was, uh, when I talked to Jesse the last time. They had okay. just started filming, so they're filming concurrently. Those overlap, yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I, I just feel like Ruby's perfect, Ruby's but, doomed. Yeah, I don't know. I think her- but they didn't kill off Sydney either. So well, he wasn't a main character either. I mean, this, those are both, you know, those are minor characters. Ruby may be supporting, but her name's in the opening credits. Yeah, it is. I don't know what they're going to do with her. Um, I don't know. I don't think I at don't... this point they could do what they've done with Archie and just downgrade him to barely being in it with her and let, while she's balancing another show. I, it could I be. Don't... And they could bring they back to the foreground. But they could bring back to the foreground one of the other characters, like like Archie. I mean, I would like to I see Archie. There has to be a way to bring Graham back. I mean, come on, it's magic. Well, you know yeah, what? Maybe, but you know what? They're going to be doing. I mean, there's still so much of the Storybrooke story from mm-hmm. 1983 to now. That, yeah. That we don't. Well, know I was surprised. Talking. But the little boy that got to play Owen, because he's a main character in another network show right now. Who is this? So I was surprised he had time to do this. Oh. Because he's one of the stars of 1600 Pen on NBC. Is that right? Yeah. He's the youngest son of the president. Okay. Huh. Interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, a lot of the characters, I mean, you kind of have to 
you know, none of the characters are in every single scene. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think it's possible to film any character, any of the characters, with the possibility of the real, real main, main, main cast. And even them, they're not, I can't imagine they film seven days, six days a week. I mean, the house cast, I mean, I remember from house, Hugh Laurie was on set from 5.30 a.m. to 9 o'clock p.m., six days a week. Right. And, you know, I re- but on the other hand, Robert Sean Leonard was on set three days a week. Right, and, I think it depends on the the amount of you know the amount of script that they have per per. I mean, like it's not only that, but I mean, well, we haven't seen Red for a while, right. really. I mean, it's a few. So. Long, you know, she's she's maybe going to be on set a couple days a week. Um, you know, and you even even if you get a character like uh, like Rumpel for all of the the uh, makeup and costuming that he takes. Yeah. Uh, beginning of the season, for the first half of the season, except for a couple of episodes, he didn't have many pages an episode. Right. And oh, now, yeah. now he's in a substantial amount of every episode, and I imagine he will be for the rest of the season. But I can actually, although they're kind of stuck out in Vancouver, so it would be kind of difficult to do something else that isn't shot in Vancouver. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't know. I mean, but they film an awful lot in Vancouver, so who knows? I mean, you know, getting back to Jesse Schramm, I mean, they film Falling Skies in Vancouver. So mm-hmm. theoretically, you know, she could do a couple of scenes in uh in Once Upon a Time, she she is freed up to do that. Um, I'll have to ask her. Well, uh, she's not a main character in Falling Skies, so she she's not right. there all the time. Exactly, exactly. But I can. But but my point is that I can even see taking, you know, a character like Rumpel. You know, say if Carlisle had an opportunity to do a movie, which this thing with you and McGregor is supposed to come out in 2014, which is very exciting. Um, but um, you know, to give him that time. I mean, obviously over summer, but um, to be able to write around him. Um, yeah. Because he's not in every page of every script. I mean, he's there's nobody that's in the cast that is, like, analogous to Hugh Laurie in-house. Mm-hmm. You know? They're right. All, they're all like Robert so- Sheldon Leonard, who have their three days a week or so. Um, I think they could work it out, I think. Yeah, they, I think, you know, I think so. So, depending on where she's shooting, I could see bringing Megan Ori back, not killing her off, but sort of, you know, disappearing, yeah. like you know they did with Sydney or you know whatever. Uh, but I would love to see more of Graham, and I think we we are going to see more of Graham uh, <clears throat> because there is still so much more of the story to tell. Yeah. I was, you know, I was thinking in terms of. Of my, it's like my brain is in my novel right now. Um, I jump cut, um, using cinema terms here, um, I jump <laughs> from 1842 to 2013. And wow. um, I don't go back to those years between that time, except for a couple of little moments. But that leaves for sequels to the novel. Right. Thinking Definitely. That, you know, all sorts of things to explore in that universe I've created um, for my immortals. 
and uh, my accidental immortals. But so there's like all this stuff that I can go back to. And and I think that's the same, you know, same is true for Once Upon a Time. You go, you know, they've jump cut from eight, 1983 to 2013 in a lot in, in the narrative. And right. now that all of this time, that, and I didn't get the idea from that, but it just occurred to me that there's a parallel there. Um, yeah. But they've got all this time to fill. What happened during all those years? Well, Henry got adopted. Uh, Gold, you know, was right. what? What was he doing what all those he years doing during that time? Yeah. Well, plus, what? Yeah. What I, I want to know is that he obviously he he wasn't there was no magic. So so what was he? He wasn't practicing being the dark wizard. No, he wasn't the dark. That he wasn't doing anything. What? 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 So he was doing. doing? Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. Yeah, what was like? He's sort of this quiet, very calm, extremely reserved, um, kind of throwback nineteenth-century character. Because I think yeah. that that's that's the character that that Carlyle's created is a very, uh, very Victorian character. Yes, I agree. Uh, for Mister Gold, uh, even the way he speaks. You know, and yeah. even the and his mannerisms, very and his house. Yeah, he's got a Victorian house. Um, he is. Yeah, he's very much a Victorian character. And um, you know what? What was he like? You know, he's he's out of place even in the odd world of Storybrooke of that time. Everyone else is modern. He's not. Why? Right. And, and, you know what would be interesting? I mean, he might have, maybe he was having nightmares during that time and he didn't know, or maybe there has to be some infiltration of the dark one within yeah. this, you know, within that span of time. But what was yeah. it? I mean, obviously he doesn't remember. So, but maybe I don't know. It's going to be but, interesting to see how they do that. But part of the curse, if you remember from back in the first season, was to make everybody their the unhappy version of themselves. That was Regina's. So, what did Regina see? What did Regina want to do with him? Because these are all, yeah. you know, they're all Regina's creations, right? But you she know? was shocked when he when when she walked into the shop and he, he she he didn't remember, and she was like, "Yeah, you don't remember." I mean, that was interesting to me too. That was a very yeah. I think I think that was a point that we really need to look at because yeah, uh, from that point on. Knowing that he doesn't remember anything, what what did she orchestrate at that point during those right. years? Yeah, what what and 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 what he would be powerless to stop. Yeah, you like know. I'm surprised she didn't kill him there. Like I'm I'm, I'm really surprised by that because yeah. he didn't know who he was. And so she doesn't kill unnecessarily though. No, she she knows more about locking up and controlling than murder. And, um, and, she hasn't and, killed a lot of people. And because it's his curse, she would not be served well by get, killing him. Because what if mm-hmm. she, well, that's you know? Yeah. But but he just seems so sad, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He just seemed very miserable and sad, and yeah. so I want to know more about that. Um, so that we're almost we're almost out of time. Oh my gosh, man, it goes so quick, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, even all those tangents we went. Yeah, <laughs> we did go off on a few those. Sorry, guys. Sorry, um, everyone. We were bringing back the 1983. <laughs> I know, I know. 
I know. And next week, you know, next week will be the last um, Once Upon a Time for a while, too. So Yeah, don't remind me. We'll One talk Once Upon a Time. I weeks. want to talk about Elementary. I want to talk about Game of Thrones next week. Hope you guys will come back and join me on the show. Oh, sure. Oh, next sure, Monday night. I can't, oh, my gosh. We have to change the show from Monday. It's Passover. <laughs> oh, that's right. Oh, yes, you do. Okay, guys. Do if you're listening, yeah, we'll, we'll have to do it Wednesday. Um, no, we can't do Well, we can do it Wednesday. Oh, right. My show's on it at 10. Well, yeah, we'll 10 Eastern. We'll figure it out. I will send something out. Uh, but I will I will do a show next week. It will not be on Monday night or Tuesday night, which are both nights of Passover. So for all of you who celebrate, a happy Passover to you all. Yes. And thank you guys for coming on the show. You can catch sure. us all at blogcritics.org. And uh, you can catch Jimmy at uh, on Twitter, at Jerome Wetzel TV. And you can catch Chrissy at our Heart Radio, is that is that your Twitter name? Yeah, Our Heart, at Our Heart Radio, yep. Our Heart Radio, and you can catch me at B underscore Barnett, all of us at Twitter. So follow us, find us, read us, listen to us. We'll see you sometime next week. It just won't be Monday <laughs> or Tuesday. Happy Passover. Right. Bye. Thanks, Barbara. Bye. Thanks, everyone. Bye, Jimmy. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.